even stand The man made it that way So that the man could command And it's staying that way Cause he's the man in command The man's in the mirror, man He don't look like Uncle Sam The man makes sure every business deal favors the man Like he cheated the Indians when he stole their land The man discovered America But there were men on the sand The man's a music label who promotes your band Then takes most of the cut Even though they're your fans The man is greedy as fuck And he doesn't even care Like Bernie Madoff stealing savings in a Ponzi scam The man leaves a bum the handle And takes his pan The man trims population So he's the last one to stand The man does whatever the man wants Cause the man can If it's between you and the man You don't even stand a chance Are you the man? Every inside trade is thought that's been bought The man's the one with the gun when an innocent person's been shot The man's the one who kills their will, not bullets from cops The man is suspect number one, but he's never been sought The man uses child labor to fill your needs to shop The man spills his drink, tells you get the mop The man built the pyramid and watches from the top And if the man wants something, he pulls out all the stops The man lets people starve while others hog the pot The man preaches for life, denies your right to die but don't disagree with the man, he kills you right on sight He's the marksman who's got you lined up in his sight the man determines our fate, the shit you cannot deny The man's convinced us change is bad and that we shouldn't even try And anything the man says, I can't help think it's a lie Are you the man? Who is the man? Am I the man? You is the man The man reads my pet goat The man stole all our gold and gave us these paper notes The man rigs the system if he needs enough votes The man's building an empire and digging a moat The man floods all the rivers and sinks all the boats The man likes it when you're down, he tries to take away hope The man makes you depressed, then he tells you to cope The man sells pharmaceutical drugs, declares war on dope The man is Michael from the office when he tells offensive jokes The man vanishes cult leaders for worship the Pope The man killed Kennedy and he wasn't alone The man is cold to the bone, he's got no feelings to hurt it was the man who tied a noose at the end of a rope But the man is scared, man, too many minds to control The man is outnumbered, it's up to us to revolt
want to take the time, take the time. Write this to you myself because I think you get a bum rap. People always got something negative to say about you, man. I don't get it. kicks back in. I know that I was wrong, sir. I'll never jaywalk again. Somebody told me you was jealous cause their car was brand new. I said the police jealous? That can never be true. Maybe one day I can be as clever as you. You care about us so you monitor whatever we do. Mr. 
police man Why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand Being a cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life. And be more dog.
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Ah, you know that sound. That sound must mean that it is Tuesday. You listen to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, and Radio Chaos.Live. Ah, what is today? Today, May 31st, the day after Labor Day. I hope you all, I hope you all got your, your new TVs, you got your, your, your brand new cars, you got the, uh, the no interest rate payment on your new couch. That's what Memorial Day is about, right? We'll get into that maybe in a little bit. Uh, I had a great weekend. You know, I was asked today on, on the Shannon Burke Show, you know, well, how did you celebrate Memorial Day? What did you do that was so special? What I always do when I have a day off, I spend it with my family. I think about the people that might have lost their lives. And I just try to be happy for that day. That's, that's what I do for these holidays. And that's the way I like to handle it. Why not? You know, if I'm going to have a day off of work, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be with my family. Going to make them feel loved. That's the most important thing right now. So, <sighs> lots of stuff uh, 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 rolling around on the plate tonight. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I was just getting into a, a vaccine debate with somebody on uh, on Facebook here. Somebody I, I, I know blaming the anti-vaccine group. For the increase in measles, which is one of the stories I have pulled up. Not about the anti-vaccine causing it, but we have a, a alleged measles outbreak going on right now. Yeah, and, and uh, that's, uh, that's something I guess we should discuss, considering I am anti-vaccine and I don't want to vaccinate my child. And I feel it's unhealthy, unsafe thing to do. So I won't vaccinate my child, no matter what anybody says. You're not going to force me to. But again, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, what else do we got on the plate? Oh, you know, the attack on, on e-cigarettes is uh, is rolling strong. Uh, we've got the threats of biological attacks on our food supply. We must worry about that now. We must, must pay attention. Be ready. Be ready. <laughs> now, that's the vaccine stuff. We'll get to that soon. I'm, I'm just trying to give you an idea where my mind is tonight. It looks like a lot of vaccine uh, talk is going to happen, some FDA talk. Uh, I got some cop stuff up here. We're going to discuss how that all goes down, and 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 if it's if it's good or not. I know I got a, I got a couple different things in my mind. My back is feeling a little better. Just to let you guys out there in radio world that have been supporting me and giving me you know good good hopes for it to feel better. It, it is feeling better. It still hurts a little bit, but it's getting there. It's it's a good step at least. You know we're in the right direction. Of getting that feeling well, so I'm just going to keep riding with it. It's been a long week of work. Last week, got the got the Monday off. Was at the beach. Got a new setup in the studio here. I hope everything's coming through, sounding clear. 
Uh, if you guys hear anything or, or anything that concerns you, let me know. You check out the Facebook if you want to, or, or the Twitter if you want to see what my layout looks like. I, it, it's exciting to me. It's my hobby. You know, it's like a, a car guy gets a new car or, or, or does some big changes to his car and you know, he wants to show everybody. You know, it's my studio is my, my hobby. I enjoy doing this. And uh, I want to show it off. <laughs> uh, let's start. Let's start here. Uh, it's all a rigged game. I uh, Facebooked this out earlier in the week or yesterday, I guess it was. And it's, uh, you know, I haven't played any Lee Camp for a while. His uh, redacted tonight on RT. I haven't played any of his stuff for a long time. Maybe some older stuff in the past. This one I really enjoyed. I thought he, I thought he really nailed it. He, he really, he pointed out what they point out on their own, and it's ridiculous on how stupid some of these people are. NBC did something pretty crazy the other day. They finally revealed their true colors. The truth about their efforts to manipulate this election for Hillary Clinton against Bernie Sanders, that, that, that truth, that reality, accidentally sprayed out of Chris Matthews' out-of-control face holes. I'm told by the experts on numbers around here at NBC and elsewhere that come uh, June 7th, the day of the California primary, which your candidate, I, I totally understand, wants to get to, and maybe have a chance of knocking off Hillary at that event, a big last hurrah, that at 8 o'clock that night Eastern time, uh, the networks will be prepared, including this one, to announce that Hillary Clinton has now gotten over the top, that she will have won the nomination in numbers. It's done. What will that do to turn out if that's 5 o'clock Pacific time with three more hours to vote in California? Who will be least likely to vote? Sanders people from five to eight people or Hillary? I've heard both theories. First of all, by even asking this question in this way, by phrasing like this, Matthews is hoping to suppress voting. He is saying, we already know it's over. We're going to announce it's over. Don't vote. All right. Number two, he's admitting that MSNBC plans to fraudulently declare a winner. Hillary Clinton absolutely will not be the winner on June 7th because superdelegates don't vote until the convention. You got it, Chris? You get it? So unless, so unless Bernie Sanders disappears because he got back into his time machine and returned to whichever future civilization sent him here to try desperately to save us from electing a fucking reptile unless unless that happens hillary will not get the nomination on june 7th three matthews is also admitting that msnbc's announcement will likely influence the vote in california he's saying Hey, uh, uh, Jeff. Uh, so, so we're gonna we're gonna fuck up the vote in California. How you feel about that? Is that cool? Not cool? <laughs> and Bernie's campaign manager Jeff Weaver then tried to explain to Matthews that he has the mental capacity of beef jerky, <laughs> and that superdelegates are not counted yet. All we have from superdelegates is essentially a poll. You aren't allocating delegates based on a poll in California, yeah. but you are allocating delegates based on a poll of superdelegates. Yes, okay, I don't want to have this conversation. No, no. Why would you? Why would you? I, I don't want to have this conversation. I don't want to talk about how the entire premise of everything I'm saying is f***ing stupid. I don't, nope, not one bit. 
MSNBC, I, are, are you guys involved in some kind of wager as to whether it's possible for you to make Fox News look smart? <laughs> because I think you could win it. I think you could win. I think that goes to show you that the news is contrived, that the news is put together, that, that they're, they're using their own, their, their own means to control what they want to see happen. I mean, I think it's, 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 we all know it's obvious. We've been watching it for long enough to know that, that, that this is how they control it, how they put the idea in people's heads that this is what needs to happen. This is the way it needs to go. So we, we, we tell you what we want, how we want it. We tell you, and, and nobody cares. It's like nobody cares anymore. I, I, I played, uh, what was last week? I played the George Carlin. Nobody cares. Nobody worries. Not a thought in the world. And that's true. It really is blatantly, obviously true. How it works. How they play the game. So we'll see on that night. Bernie Sanders uh, will probably have to step down at that point, even though he hasn't lost. And listen, you guys know I don't do a lot of political uh, election coverage because I don't, I don't believe in any of them. Uh, maybe Johnson or or McAfee. That would be uh, an interesting round. And and again, if Donald Trump is real, really is what he says he is, and gets the election, gets the nomination, and gets elected, I give it eight months to a year before they have to take him out. If he really is what he claims to be, and he may, he he absolutely may be what he claims to be. I'm not in the guy's head, so I can't really tell you. I, I don't know what he is, if he is going to be that that great savior of the world for us and, and really bring everything in line and get the U.S. back on track. It'd be nice, that's for sure. But I'm not, I'm not, again, even if he is, you know what happened to JFK, and he probably was one of the last ones trying to be that good person, to be that real president. Is that the route it goes? I don't know. <sighs> this really got me. I don't know if you guys have seen this. This is a uh, WSJ article, Wall Street Journal. A first look at America's super gun. So now, of course, we have to develop weapons that kill better and faster and, and easier and, and further away. This is a railgun. The Navy's experimental railgun fires a hardened projectile at staggering velocity a battlefield meteorite with the power to blow holes in enemy ships and level terrorist camps. Uh, this was in Dahlgren, Virginia. Or VA. Virginia? Yeah, no. Vermont. I don't know. Whatever VA stands for. <laughs> a warning siren bellowed through the concrete bunker of a top-secret naval facility where U.S. military engineers prepare to demonstrate a weapon for which there is little defense. Officials huddled at a video screen for a first look at a deadly new supergun that can fire a 25-pound projectile through seven steel plates and leave a four-inch hole. The weapon is called a railgun and requires neither gunpowder nor explosives. It is, a, it is powered by electromagnetic rails that accelerate a hardened projectile to a staggering velocity, a battlefield meteorite with the power to, to one day transform military strategy, says supporters and keep the U.S. ahead of advancing Russia and China weaponry. That 
let's go back into that Cold War mentality. In, conven- in conventional guns, a bullet begins losing acceleration moments after the gunfi- gunpowder ignites. The railgun projectile gains more speed as it travels the length of the 32-foot barrel. Exiting the muzzle at 4,500 miles an hour, or more than a mile a second. This is going to change the way we fight, said U.S. Navy Admiral Matt Winner, the head of the Office of Naval Research. The Navy developed the railgun as a potential offensive weapon to blow holes in enemy ships, destroy tanks, and level terrorist camps. The weapon system has the attention of top Pentagon officials, also interested in its potential to knock every missile out of the sky more inexpensively and in greater numbers than current missile defense systems, perhaps within a decade. The future challenge for the U.S. military, in broad terms, is maintaining a global reach with declining number of Navy ships and land forces. Growing expenses and fixed budgets make it more difficult to maintain large forces in the right places to deter aggressions. Aggressions. Right places to deter aggressions. I'll bet you there would be no aggressions if we weren't in the right places because I would say we're not deterring it. We're causing it more. But that, that that's, that's just my, uh, my personal feeling, my personal belief on that. I can't conceive of a future where we would re- replicate Cold War forces in Europe, said Deputy Secretary, Secretary of Defense Robert Work. Work. Work one of the weapon's chief boasters. But I could conceive a set of railguns that would be inexpensive but would have enormous deterrent value. They would have value against airplanes, missiles, tanks, almost anything. Inside the test bunker at Del, Del Gran, military officials turned to the video monitors showing the rectangular railgun barrel. Engineer Tom Balch, program manager for the railgun in the Office of Navy Research, explained, We are watching the system charge. We are taking power from the grid. Wires splayed out the back of the railgun, which requires a power plant that generates 25 megawatts, enough electricity to power 18,750 homes. But, you know, we got to be green and... and protect the environment. The siren blared again, and the weapon fired. The video replay was slowed so officials could see aluminum shaving ignite in a fireball and the projectile emerge from its protective shell. This, Mr. Bosch said, is a thing of beauty going off. I think they said that when the nuclear bomb was first exploded. A thing of beauty. Something that kills and damages and destroys is a thing of beauty. Let you know where our our rulers' minds are. The railgun faces many technical barriers before it is battle-ready. Policymakers are also weighing geopolitical questions. Now, I, I would happen to... I, I would I would guess... They do say it's aluminum, don't they? No, that's just the shell. The casing is aluminum. I would bet, and I'm willing to put some money on this bet, that more than likely this, this projectile, which they don't really tell you what it is, it's probably depleted uranium. People don't realize how sick that can make you. Especially the guys working on the deck of these ships where they, where these guns will be fired. As soon as that depleted uranium ignites, it's, it's shedding what's bad out of it. 
It's shedding its radioactivity. This is ridiculous. I, we just... Why do we... What? <sighs> uh, sorry, it's frustrating. It, it makes me mad that we just want to continue to find ways to kill people instead of trying to figure out ways to stop the killing. We always want to make a better weapon. Kill more people faster. Protect America. Gotta make sure America's safe. We gotta kill them over there before they come here. America. Yeehaw. Trump. <laughs> Sorry. So this uh, this 80 mil, 800 million, right, the Navy began working on the railgun a decade ago and has spent more than a half a billion dollars. The Pentagon Strategic Capabilities Office is investing another $800 million. So we're at uh, a lot of money spent on this, this thing so far in a decade. We wonder why we're broke. They want to take away benefits for sick and, and, and lame. So they can you know, make more weapons, kill more people. Guys, check the story out. I'm not going to read anymore. I mean, it, I, let's be honest. It's impressive. I mean, you got a, a a thing that's using electromagnets, and it's getting thrown out of the barrel of this weapon at four thousand five hundred miles an hour. I mean, that's fast. It's impressive. I guess we got to be number one in something, right? I mean, we should be. You know, because people say we're the freest country in the world, the happiest, safest country in the world. Huh. And then the Sun in the UK comes out with the these are the happiest, richest, healthiest, and safest countries in the world. And guess what? We're not in the top ten. America isn't in the top ten of happiest, richest, healthiest, and safest countries in the world. Yes, that is true. Imagine that. We are number eleven. America topped the charts when it came to economic performance and health, but its citizens' poor safety and security prevents a top ten finish. That's how they describe the United States in this in this story of the best countries in the world. Now, would you like to know what number? Well, would you let me give you the top ten? Okay, I figured that's fair enough. Let's let's do the top ten because America's not in it. So, no, number eleven. We almost made it there. We're not safe enough. We still have too much freedom. Real freedom. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, Ireland, number 10, Ireland. Ireland leaped up to two pla- up two places this year, largely thanks to improvements in safety and security. Finland, number 9. The Finnish have some great governance, but a lackluster economy meant they fell one place this year. Number 8, the Netherlands. The Dutch were bumped up one place this year, scoring highly on education, health, and personal freedoms. Number seven, Australia. Australia finished seventh for the third year in a row, winning plaudits for its outstanding educational system. Number six, our good old buddies to the north, Canada. Canada boasts the highest level of personal freedom of any nation surveyed, although it still fell by one place in the last year. How about that? You can even do a bolt, bolt, bolt. I don't know. You guys know. Number five, Sweden. Sweden boasts excellent levels of entrepreneurship and opportunity, helping the country gain one place in this year's ranking. Number four, New Zealand. One of my, uh, one of the co-hosts for one of the shows on my station here lives in uh, in uh, New Zealand, New Zealand. I can never say it right. 
the most pros- the most prosperous non-European nation, performs so well thanks to its impressive social cohesion. Number three, Denmark. Danes boast good governance and exemplar exemplar that big word. See, U.S. education sucks. Uh, education, although they're let down by a poor health score. Number two, Switzerland. Switzerland came in second place for the third year in a row thanks to a strong economy and great governance. Great governance in Switzerland. Number one on the the uh, top ten most healthy, prospective, blah, 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 what I said the title was earlier. Anybody want to take a, jo- a guess? No? Nobody wants to take a guess? All right, I'll tell you anyway. Norway, number one, non EU Norway is the most prosperous country in the world for the seventh year running. Seven years, Norway has been number one. It would be nice if the U.S. was in the top ten. You would expect the way we speak about how great the U.S. is that it would be in the top five. Wouldn't you think, at the very least, the top five? I mean, I... I really wish it was in the top five. That would be nice if we could, uh, you know, show our greatness as as everybody seems to think we have. But unfortunately, it's not that way. Maybe one day it will be again. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see, my friends. All right. You listen to First 52 Raz Radio Live. I'll be back in a couple minutes. <laughs>
With the thunder in the distance and the trumpets of gods The fires of revolution got the rebels singing songs Screaming, bring our soldiers home, it's not where they belong We don't want to work your shitty jobs and fight elitist wars Or eat the happy pills you sell and make us stunning bored We've had it up to here and we're not taking any more The time will come soon when they'll settle the score Now somebody must see this Like a race car driver, I'm going off the tracks Or a cool breeze blowing at your back I'm a two-way ticket on a one-way route I'm the rain and thunder that knocks the power out I'm a loaded gun, I'm a holding one I'm a bursting star, I'm a burning sun I'm a saint to some, but a devil to the rest So just show me the stage and just cut me called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this that never happens when you dial 941-421-0401 at razradiolive.com we answer right away and pow you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts no screeners no delays try it now 941 941- Four two one zero four zero one, and avoid nine four one four two one zero four zero one. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. Nine four one four two one zero four zero one. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. Razradiolive.com. Yeah. The sonic symbols everywhere. 
History Channel today, right? Hey, this whole like three-hour special on Adolf Hitler, you know? Here's a question for you. How come you never run into anybody with the last name Hitler? You ever notice that? That guy didn't have any relatives. You know, he didn't have like a cousin. Like Ed. You know, Ed Hitler, he's a plumber, right? He's a Shows up to work on time. Your little lady covers for you. You know he had relatives. They all had to change their last names. I'm fascinated with that level of evil, right? Like, you're so evil, they have to retire your name. Like, that's it. It's over. Shut it down. They just take your name out of that baby book list of names. Just erase it. Think about it. For the rest of time, no one's going to have a beautiful baby. Be like, you want to call him Adolf? Is everybody, everybody cool with that? Can you imagine? Oh, thank you. Can you, can you imagine being that much of a d- though? Like, whatever your name is, the day you die, Steve, that's it. No more Steves. You see that, dude? There's only a few names in history like that, right? Like, nobody has a friend named Attila, right? Anybody hanging out with their buddy Judas tonight? You're not. And that's a cool name. You set up one Messiah to die, that's it. It's over. They're having, like, the retirement ceremony. They're bringing your jersey up to the rafters. You're standing baseline with a bunch of other psychos getting high fives and stuff. It's a weird grading system, though. You know what I mean? Because look at a guy like Jeffrey Dahmer, man. That guy murdered and ate over, like, 30 people. People are still calling their babies Jeffrey. He must have been pissed. It's like, dude, how many people do I got to eat? They get a little damn respect around here. Anybody can kill him, I'm eating him. Ooh, you stabbed him. Fire up the grill. Taking this to a whole nother level. Hey guys, it's Popeye from FederalJack.com. You're listening to The First 52, where you can hear the inmates run the insane asylum. That's right, guys. You're back with The First 52, RazRadioLive.com. Hope you're ready. Thrill is gone. I don't know what you should be ready for, but just be ready. The thrill is gone away. Uh, I like Bill Burr. I just found him recently. I never really uh, I heard any of his work. I guess it was about uh, six months ago, maybe a year ago. He was on uh, somebody's show. I don't even remember whose show it was that he was on. Uh, Conan, maybe? Maybe it was Conan. Maybe it was on Conan's show. And, and I was really impressed by what he said and how he, how he spoke. So I went and I, I got in this vortex, this Netflix vortex one day, and I watched a bunch of his stand-up. Now, I like stand-up comedy. It's good when you can send the message through a form of comedy. George Carlin. Bill Hicks. There's just so many of them out there that have really pointed out Robin Williams. There's a lot of comedians out there. I wish I could think of them all. That, you know, really use their comedy value to... to to make a difference, or try to make a difference, try to get that that idea to, to people. You know, use their method. You know, use the elite's method of control, entertainment, to try to reverse it on them and, and 
get what we want, get that information out that we want to get out. It would be nice if we continue to do things like that. As I had said, I uh, had a bunch of different things that, that caught my attention this week. And, and one of them, and I don't really know how old this this reality is, May 26th, okay? I just wanted to make sure of that. You know, I like to play, play Ben Swan reality checks. I think he, he hits the nail on the head. I think he really covers topics in a in a, a just and, and equal way. I don't think he he tries to pick what we want to hear him do. I think he really just goes after the truth. That's what I like about Ben Swan. Well, the FDA has been creating a new series of rules and regulations to take e-cigarettes under its authority. But are the new rules actually creating more dangers for smokers? This is a reality check you won't see anywhere else. Now, before we get into what the FDA is trying to do, it's important to understand the difference between a regular cigarette and an e-cigarette. With a traditional cigarette, the user lights tobacco on fire and then inhales the smoke. And it's not just the tobacco that's harmful, but dozens of chemicals and tar, which contain numerous carcinogens. Well, compare that to e-cigarettes, which first of all, vaporize e-liquid that contains nicotine and various additives such as flavors. E-cigarettes are still fairly new, only about a decade old, so it's not known exactly with certainty how dangerous they might be. The rule also will allow the FDA to evaluate the ingredients of these additional tobacco products, how the products are made, and their potential impact on public health. Okay, but get this. The UK's Royal College of Physicians has stated that the risks of e-cigarettes are actually unlikely to exceed 5% of the risks of smoking. That's one twentieth of the danger. Now, with that information, you would think that the FDA would see e-cigarettes as a better alternative to traditional cigarettes. And yet... The FDA has now finalized a plan to bring e-cigarettes under its authority. The FDA has announced that those changes include banning sales to minors. Nearly every e-cigarette product will need to go through FDA approval, and that includes every individual device and every flavor will require a separate application. That is incredibly expensive. Each application costs hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars to complete. That means for many of the nearly 200 or so companies that create e-cigarettes, they will not be able to innovate, and many of them will go out of business. So what you need to know is that under these new rules, e-cigarettes will go through the law's most rigorous and expensive approval process, under which companies must show the FDA with extensive scientific evidence, sometimes including clinical research, that approving the product is, quote, appropriate for the protection of public health. Okay. But when new research shows that fewer people are smoking traditional cigarettes, which we know causes cancer, which we know kills people, than they have in 20 years, and research also shows a direct result of e-cigarettes as to why fewer and fewer people are smoking, how is that not proof enough of being positive for public health? That's Reality Check. Let's talk about that tonight on Twitter. Obviously, this touches home for me. Uh, I quit smoking cigarettes four years ago this August by using e-cigarettes i tried many other methods the patch the the uh, i got hypnotized i did the pill at one time obviously before i got into what i'm into now and i've tried multiple did the gums i've tried everything nothing could ever get me off of cigarettes smoked for god excuse me 28 27 28 29 years i smoked for Finally, I, I, uh, 
my wife and I, to save money, we had gone to the roll your own thing. There was this machine. I think I've told this story before. There was this machine. You go 10 minutes, you have a carton of cigarettes. Go up there for, you know, a little bit, get your cigarettes, bring them home. They were like 25, 30 bucks a carton, and they were really, really good. You know, you mix that you'd go in and they'd mix the, the, the tobaccos to, to get the flavor you wanted, and it's perfect. And then the, the government went after them the Rio machines, the roll your own machines, the big ones. Put more tax on it, brought the price back up to almost still below a, a carton of cigarettes if you bought, you know, the, the, the mainstream cigarettes. But brought it damn close, which I went to the Rio to save money. At that point in time, Lexi and I looked at each other and said, you know what? We're done. Let's go to the Z-Cigarette. Let's go see if that can make a difference difference for us. And I literally have not had a cigarette in four years. I was still getting my nicotine. I went from a 24 milligram of, of nicotine in my tobacco juice down to six. And I hope to get lower than that and, and to zero. And honestly, we're looking at maybe August ending it completely. Getting off of it 100%. That would make me happy. Now, if they cause my juice to go from four fifty or six bucks, whatever I pay for a bottle of juice, and it goes up to ten or twelve bucks, I'll be done with the e-cigarette at that point in time. Be one hundred percent honest with you. And you know, the FDA wants to regulate this because it's a tobacco product. But what about the juices that have nothing in them? Does, does that still give the FDA a, a hand on that? How many big, how many small businesses are going to be destroyed? Let's keep in mind that uh, Philip Morris and the, the tobacco companies have e-cigarettes. How else do you force people to use your product unless you eliminate the rest of the competition? Don't think that's not part of it. So, again, I, I, if they do something that causes more expense to me, I'll just quit the e-cigarettes at that point in time. I'll miss it. I, I enjoy it. Well, you know, it's, it's coming close. I, I, I want to be done with it. I've put uh, nicotine in my body since I was 12 years old. Actually, wait, let me rephrase that. My first experience in nicotine was dip. I won't tell you who got me started on dip at nine it was just to keep me quiet. <clears throat> so it wouldn't give me something to spit in. But that's a whole night. It wasn't my parents, so don't even think that. So, I mean, maybe it's just time for me to move on. If they're going to continue to make it more expensive, and it's just a sin. There's, there's, there's small businesses that are going to suffer, that are going to lose their business because they can't pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to get their product tested and and, and approved by the FDA. So what does that mean? No more for them. I'll go find a new business. Yeah, I got hypnotized. <laughs> that was before the chemtrails, Kevin. Before the chemtrails. Yeah, wait, Sean Raz, you got hypnotized. Yeah, if you want to follow me, at Sean Raz on, on uh, Twitter, and uh, just search Sean Raz Patello on Facebook. I always keep it going. And if you didn't hear during the break there, I, I will be taking calls. I'm going to try to get guests going again. I, I kind of slacked off. I, I, it seemed like I was had the same guys on a, on a pretty steady rotation there. And not that I don't want to interview those guys anymore, but I, I felt it was time to take a step back, you know, get, get some distance. 
um, in in between interviews of my normal guys, the ones I really like working with, you know, the the, the Scott Rickard and the the Greg Knight and the uh, the Felipe Hemmings and you know the guys that are on with me a lot. I just wanted to take a break. I want to get some new interviews up. I just I'll be honest, it, it's I haven't been uh, uh, trying very hard to get other people on. I'll be honest, you know, it's it's there's been a lot going on in life going to uh, you know really try to focus in and, and and get some more new guests some new new information i you know it's weird i've fallen out of i mean i remember when i first got into this it was you know alex jones this and this this guy here and this guy here and this guy here and i didn't want my opinion to be influenced anymore i didn't i didn't want to be told what to think so it's almost like i stopped listening to all these different things and just going by what I'm seeing and what I'm reading instead of uh, feeling like my opinion was was given to me by somebody else. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm sure it does. I'm sure you guys get what I'm trying to say. I just wanted to look at things with my mind and not of an influential person like Alex Jones or, uh, you know, Jack. I still obviously listen to Jack. But he doesn't. I don't. I, I don't think he really. Uh, I don't. I don't think he falls into that category. Jack's. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. He's been around it a while. Make sure you guys are checking him out. You know, he's doing this, this Thursday Friday thing. What do we got next here? Just scanning through FDA. Well, get on that one. Yeah, you know, I, I brought up Memorial Day, and I'm not going to play the whole six minutes of this. I, I just want. I want some example. Of what we're looking at now, obviously, I'm sure. I think I'll go till the one girl. There's one girl in here that 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 knows what's going on. And you guys all know Mark Dice, I'm sure. You've heard his videos and what he does, and editing is key. Finding the worst ones is the best thing you can do. I mean, that's obvious. That's that's how entertainment works. You cherry pick and find what what's going to stick to the agenda of what you're trying to to push. I'm sure they got some people that actually understood what was going on. It's just it just shows you the sad state that we're in in this nation. What is Memorial Day for? Um, what is Memorial no, Day for? No, just you. <laughs> What's Memorial Day for? Um, wow. Um, I never really thought about it. Um, hmm, what is Memorial Day? Memorial Day. I don't know. What is Memorial Day for? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Are you going to be barbecuing and celebrating? Yeah, we do have my buddies. Oh, uh, but you don't know what you're celebrating, though. <laughs> not, no. not really. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Not bad. I don't even know. Don't even know. No. I don't know what Memorial Day is, man. It's the big holiday. It's like the kickoff to summer when you barbecue and get drunk and stuff. I don't think people from Chicago celebrate that thing, man. They don't celebrate Memorial Day? Nah, they're all ruthless, dude. It's just a Southern California celebration? Yeah, I think so. Definitely, man. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? No. <laughs> you don't know what Memorial Day is? No, I'm pretty drunk. The only way I know it's Memorial is because I don't have work, and that's all I care about, dude. So, yeah. so you don't care about anything else, no. just not working on Memorial Day? Exactly. Nothing else matters that the reason for the day, no. all, all the... the 
No. no you don't even know what it means, do I you? I really don't care, yeah. You don't care at all. I'm gonna go over here. Okay, though. zombie. Memor- Memorial Day weekend, the day when we kind of well, have here's a birthday with for half America a quote, to celebrate so signing the, last. the Declaration of Independence on Memorial Day weekend. Are you going to be doing anything special for that? Um, I don't have anything planned right now. I might go down to Havasu, but it's not a set plan. Are you going to sort of, on Memorial Day weekend, though, are you going to sort of look back on the Founding Fathers and the signing of the Declaration of Independence, or has that meaning been lost in all the barbecuing and partying? Um, I would say it's been lost, especially to the youth. I mean, most of these youth are so brain dead, they don't even know what the point of Memorial Day is I anymore. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, it's all for the social scene. It's Memorial Day weekend, the kickoff to summer. It's sort of, you look back at the, the surfers who have created the surfing culture. Are you doing anything special for that? Going to Venice, oh, Venice Beach. I don't know. The surfers there. I don't know. Yeah, Memorial Day weekend, the weekend when we look back on the fallen surfing legends, those who have drowned mm-hmm. and died. Sorry, guys, I got sidetracked there looking at a couple other things. I know I said I was going to end the day after the girl with half a clue. I zoned out for a moment. I apologize. Let me get rid of that. So I just. <clears throat> I watched that, and I, he does it every year. He does it with Fourth of July. Fourth of July. He does it with Labor Day. He does it with all the different holidays. And it is Southern California, so we're going to assume that a lot of people there party and really aren't the smartest or just don't care. But you can find that in a lot. You'd be surprised, even my small town here. I find, and I'm not out interviewing people like that. You just basic conversations with people. You can tell where they stand, what they're thinking about. If you want to really associate with these people, that's one of the hardest ones to try to figure out. You know, we we don't have many friends like she and I, and it's not because we're not nice people or you know we we don't care about people. It's because most of the people we meet are idiots. I mean, they're total idiots sometimes. It, it, you try. You, you want to. You want your son to have, you know, you, you want to be able to go somewhere and hang out with some people and have their kids playing with your kid. And, but then after, like, an experience or two with them, you're like, damn, these people are fucking stupid. I just can't deal with this. Can't have an intelligent conversation. I don't pay attention to sports. I don't pay attention to race cars. I don't pay attention to the average thing that men pay attention to, I guess. I like to go out on my boat and calm down and relax out there, be with my family. I like to sit down with a couple beers. I like to smoke a little bit. So people are just so weird. I can, I'm hearing, I don't, I don't know if you guys can hear my fountain or not out there. I, I, like I said, I remodeled the studio and I finally reset up my, uh, my parrot fountain. So I, I, I'm hearing it in my headphones. I don't know if it's coming across to you guys. I'll have to listen to the replay and see. You know, as you know, I work in the in the um, I almost said restaurant business because I worked in it for so long. I work in the apartment complex business. I'm a maintenance guy for an apartment complex. That's what I do every day. Do my on calls, and and that's my life. That's you know my my job, my career at this given point in time. And this uh, story. Um, grab my attention this week because it had to do with an apartment complex. 
Now, I, did I tell the, oh, I didn't tell the story about the alligator. <laughs> I got the help with the capturing an alligator the other day. Some of you might have seen the pictures. It was fun. It was interesting. I enjoyed it. I like alligators, but it was four, eh, five foot, maybe six foot gator. Um, I would not go any larger than that by myself. Well, I had somebody with me work, you know, the, 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 the trapper had helped me, asked me to help him a little bit. Not, nothing major, you know, just secure the mouth and different things like that. But it was fun. It was neat. But the story of the alligator is he, somebody left the dog run open and he wandered in there and got stuck in the, in the dog run. And it really stinks because, unfortunately, uh, in that kind of situation, that's considered a nuisance gator. And they'll take it and kill it now. That'll be the end of it. It'll be gator bites later on. I might, I might end up eating him. It's a sin because it was a young gator. It wasn't very, again, five, six feet at the most. It didn't deserve to go. But that's what happens in apartment complexes in these situations. Now, this story about an apartment complex, I didn't get a chance today. We were really busy first day back to, to talk to the management staff in the office to, to see their opinion on this story. But it, this one grabbed my attention. And I made sure I sent it to them. Apartment tenants in Salt Lake City are being required to connect with their complex's Facebook page and uh, do some other things according to their new lease agreement. New specialist Mike Anderson has more on why an attorney says that not might not be legal. Yeah, one tenant told me over the phone this is the last straw. He's moving out. Renters say the new addendum showed up attached to their front doors last night. It requires that they play nice online with the city park apartments. If they get away with this... What's to stop any other apartment complex? Jason Ring isn't too happy with this piece of paper that showed up on his front door. I felt like it was kind of like a a violation of my privacy. The so-called Facebook addendum says that tenants of the City Park Apartments must friend the community on Facebook within five days of signing the document. I don't want to be forced to be someone's friend and be threatened to break my lease because of that. The addendum also allows pictures of residents and their visitors to be posted on the Facebook page, which today is marred by several negative comments about that same agreement. The contract also states that residents agree to not post on any public forum or page negative comments relating to the community. The biggest issue that I have with it is that it seems to be discriminatory against elderly individuals and disabled individuals who are unable to um, utilize an online presence such as Facebook. Zach Myers with Hepworth Murray and Associates, which specializes in tenants' rights, says the addendum may not be fair to those who don't have or are unable to create Facebook accounts, but until it's tested in court. If you have an offer and acceptance, and these two parties both agree to be bound by a contract, then, then that's enforceable. He also says that if you've already signed a lease, you may not be required by law to sign this late add-on. Ring says with one month left in his lease, He's not signing, and he plans to move out. I just think this is just kind of stepping that boundary over over the line. And Myers says if you get something like this, you don't feel comfortable signing it, don't do it because you'll be bound to it unless a court says otherwise. Our calls to the attorneys that represent City Park Apartments today were not returned. Mike Anderson, KSL 5 News. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're thinking with this this whole idea. I mean, it's I, I've got a pretty good uh, understanding of the rules of um, how the leases work and, and you know, these addendums and, and what you can really require people to do. And, and I didn't even think of the factor that they had mentioned about the, the elderly or these people that don't have Facebook. 
So now they're being forced. Does Zuckerberg own part of this apartment complex, and he wants to make sure everybody's on Facebook? He's trying to get more people on Facebook? I mean, that, I didn't, again, I didn't even think about that factor. Didn't even cross my mind about the older people. And shit, I'm in a 55-plus community. You'd think that would have crossed my mind. I mean, we have some leverage in some stuff. But there's only so much. And, and I don't see that being... I think my our lawyer, because I've met our lawyer, I, I had a class with him when I first started with the company, not me personally, but I had to go to a class that he taught. And I don't think he'd, he'd go for that one. I don't think he'd be like, are you guys out of your mind? You can't tell people they have to sign up for the Facebook in order to keep their apartment. There are things that we have that we you know can throw people out for, and hopefully... Yeah, it wasn't a toilet brush, Kevin. It was a Webster. Not a toilet brush, a Webster. Big difference. It's longer. I didn't have to get close. And that wasn't me jousting. It was somebody else. I was just videotaping. Sorry, that was the gator talk again. Um, so, you know, like I said, there, I know that there's... We, we have a reach to a degree. We, you know, we can prevent people from putting signs in their windows... Because in our lease, it says you cannot alter the exterior of the building. Your apartment must must display the blinds. You cannot put signs or artifacts in your windows. You signed it. You got to deal with it. And yes, you can be thrown out for that. If, you know, we really want you out. Anyway... Let's take a quick one. I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta get a fresh beer. Uh, my e-cigarettes battery died like an hour ago. It's charging, so I gotta go hit my wife's. I need a moment. We all need a bo- moment every once in a while, don't we? Don't we all deserve a moment every once in a while? I would say we do. Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program, only to encounter this, and felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401. And avoid... 941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com I'm looking for true love, I can't song I need you to take me 
searching for knowledge, I've been looking for peace But when I find truth, I seem lost in these beats These government spies keep telling us lies Trying to suppress the truth and cover our eyes Mind over mind, I looked at the system and made that divide Now I am the God, guided by others from the path of the sheep Running with wolves, now let this wolf speak Thank God it's all trapped, and that is a fact They know what we're doing with a touch screen of map They poison our food that we feed to a seize Destroying the world all over greed They take what we need and then they sell it all back Cause they cause all these droughts and the prices get jacked But then they say go ahead and buy the new hat It's control at its worst, but we let them do that Someone please tell me why I waited so long I have been searching for this feeling too long All that I know is I'm looking for true love I can't solve I need you to take me away, take me away from it all Can someone please tell me why I waited so long In the water for poison and lights They poison your child They poison your wife They poison your parents They poison your friends This is real, no need to pretend Infect us with bugs that never get tested We are the trial, easy selection They put out a scan and we there the next day Genetics is gone and they wanna play Matrix built one at a time We open up eyes and drop in these guys Who's conditioned our kids to be part of this system So I'm sending this out I hope that you listen Knowledge is power no matter the place You're the mass genocide that they claim in this day All over the globe This be the case With a push of a button They have you erased Can someone please tell me why I waited so long Searching for this feeling too long All that I know is I'm looking for true love I can't solve I need you to take me away Take me away from it all Look at my crayon out. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? Here? <laughs> What's your name again? John Rand. Four Toad and Lexi. Do I mention Four Toad? Sure. Oh, Four no. Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, I don't, that's not like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on, I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. Dr. Bob Tuscan. <laughs> Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy for Toad.
controls the web, the spider controls the web. And the spider is, is, is at a level that you never see. It's not Tony Blair. He's a, he's a strand. The Bush family, they're a strand. Even the Rockefellers are a strand. The real power that's manipulating all this, you never see it, operates from the shadows. Um, and uh, so it's operating to a, a, a central dictating policy. And this is why you're seeing um, the same things happen in all different countries at the same time. It's because the uh, orders and the policy are coming from a central point. We can work on the level of banking scams, political scams, manipulated wars, manipulated 9-11s. And we should, because we need to know that. But if that's all we're doing in terms of communicating knowledge, then basically we're operating in a cycle of this is the problem, but how the hell do we get out of this? We will never know how to set ourselves free until we understand the nature of who we bloody well are. How do you set yourself free when you don't even know who you are? How do you set yourself free when you don't even know the nature of reality that you're living in and manifesting and making happen without your knowledge that you're making it happen? You can't. So alongside the information about um, you know, the five sense level of this conspiracy, if you like, we have to, um, just as powerfully, I would say more powerfully, communicate the nature of reality and, and how, we, how we are creating our reality and how we are allowing it to be created for us by having ourselves programmed with certain beliefs, certain perceptions and all the rest of it all the time. Uh, the two must go together, otherwise, you know, we're never going to get out of this. All freedom is our natural and eternal right, not the gift of some dark suit or uniform to decide if it's going to give it to us or not. Hey, this is Jack Blood, your radio gun from DeadlineLive.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to The First 52 with Sean, Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. All right, guys, welcome back to The First 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos, dot live. Man, I used to be the biggest Michael Jackson fan when I was a kid. Oh, the biggest. I went and saw him in concert. I was all mad because they canceled the concert in Philly because of lightning. And they had to reschedule it, so I had to wait weeks to see the concert. I had my my zipper jacket, my thriller jacket, parachute pants, the whole thing. Big fan. I'm not sure I know if I believe what they say about him. I don't know. Dick Gregory put a great presentation together talking about that. It'd be interesting to... Maybe learn the truth on that if there is another truth to, to be learned. As I'm scanning through my listeners, you know, I'm on multiple different stations. I can only see specific stations' listeners, obviously my own, and Radio Free Blood. I see somebody from my hometown, from where I used to live and work. 
And it makes me wonder, is that somebody just stumbled across me? That lives in a town that I worked in? Or is that somebody that knows me? That, that you know, found out I was doing this and checks in every once in a while. It's not the first time I've seen you there, New Jersey, Mr. Lumberton. Did we grow up together or did you just find me? Because I used to work right there on 38. Spent a lot of time in that area. Things that make you go, hmm. All right, as we wrap up and wind down the last little bit of the show here, let's see what we should talk about. You know, I, I had an idea and then I got sidetracked on things. I've been getting sidetracked a lot, Tony, if you can't tell, which is weird because I'm, I'm really not I'm not really drinking that much tonight. I'm kind of keeping it, keeping it lower. I'm keeping it, it calm. If anybody in the last 20 has anything to say, 941-421-0401, give me a call. Uh, the new layout, I may miss a call because the monitors aren't quite right in front of me, but I like it better this way. I said we were going to talk some vaccine discussion. <clears throat> what could I have to talk about with vaccines? I, I don't know. Do you really think I have a thought pattern on vaccines? <laughs> if you've listened to, me, listened to me for any period of time, then you know I do. You know it's something that bothers me. It's something that I think we need to really pay more attention to of what's going on there. The Vax documentary, uh, I haven't seen yet. They, they haven't released a DVD. They're doing the, the screening parties throughout the country. I hope that, that gets some traction. It's, it seems like they figured out what uh, De Niro was doing. I honestly believe that Robert De Niro was, was making a skeptical, a spectacle, not a skeptical, a spectacle of the whole vax thing and i think a lot of this was done on purpose a lot of it was done to to cause that that two three weeks of conversation about this documentary this documentary is important because it has cdc whistleblowers who talk about you know how that, that vaccines are causing a problem all new at 10, a health warning this Memorial Day weekend as we get word of eight more cases of measles. That brings the total number to 10 from the outbreak at a private detention center in... God damn, Internet. Well, you, you don't even know what I went through this weekend. Aloy. And here's where you may have been exposed from the new cases. Apostolic Assembly Church in... Eloy, this Oasis High School graduation in Tolick and Cottonwood Medical Center in Casa Grande. Two locations affected by the previous two cases is Harris Action Casino or the AMPM on I-10 in Florence. You will want to keep an eye out for rash or fever. Rash and call. Spit it out. Isn't that rash or fever. Before you. <clears throat> All right, it's, it's it's freezing. Oh, that was the end of it. Oh, I didn't realize it was over that fast. So, as you read through this this article about um, more measles cases confirmed, exposure areas expanded. Now, I'm not going to read through all the different expanded areas. They make it sound like a big deal, don't they? Oh my God, exposures are are blowing up. There's there's an outbreak. There's an outbreak. The number of measles cases stemming from an outbreak at a private detention center has increased to 11 confirmed cases. <clears throat> Isn't that anticlimactic? I mean, it's just ridiculous. 
State health officials announced a potential exposure to areas have been expanded. We heard all that. One of the things I want to, uh, that's the list of them. I love this at the very end here. Love it right here because it's a complete lie. Complete lie. Anyone who has received two MMR, measles, mumps, and rubellas vaccines, or were born before 1957 and received one MMR vaccine are immune to contracting measles. Now, that's a, that's a blatant lie. The vaccine's, what, 96, 95, 80% effective? We see outbreaks all the time. If you remember the outbreak up in Disney last year in California, the majority were vaccinated. I believe it was 46 or 47% of the people that got it were unvaccinated, which means the majority were vaccinated. Hello? They were, they were, they were vaccinated? And they got it anyway? But that says it's immune to contracting measles. Con- contract, yeah, contracting. Think about it. I know you guys understand this. I And it, it's, it just gets frustrating that the, this goes to the media lying, what we talked about earlier in the show. The media, li- media lies. They deceive. Yeah, you better get your... Get your measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine because you'll be immune then and protected 100%. No. More than likely, more than likely, you were the one that that took that vaccine and were near a non-vaccinated person and shed the virus to that non-vaccinated person because you just got the vaccine. Vaccinated people don't just appear with, with, with these these diseases that they were not vaccinated from they catch it from somewhere else more than likely it was a vaccinated person or an unvaccinated person coming from a foreign country that has very poor health standards so in order to protect those unvaccinated people that they argue you know the ones that can't get vaccinated the the kids with cancers and 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 things like that how do you protect them from getting a disease that is protected through vaccination? Don't bring unhealthy, unclean people from other countries to our country. How about we stop bombing Syria and Afghanistan and Iraq and Pakistan and whatever other countries were bombing without us even knowing so they can settle their differences there and stay in their own damn countries. Now we got to worry about Zika. Oh my God, Zika! I heard, and I, you notice I didn't talk about the uh, the gorilla at all today. I was I was going to. I was actually going to open up with that. I've heard this effing gorilla all day long. Every talk show I've listened to today, it's talked about this effing gorilla. Now listen, it's a sin. I hate it. Was it bad parenting? Possibly. Should we have gorillas in zoos? Should we have any animals in zoos? I don't know. I see benefits, I see the negatives. But I'm not going to discuss that. And that's all I got to say about that. So, to combat disease, states make make it harder to skip vaccinations, which is the next story I had pulled up. To go along with the other story of the measles. I've already 
shared my belief that I think the vaccinated are spreading the disease to the unvaccinated. Would the disease still be here if vaccines were never created? I'd say probably in the same number that it is here now. It was already dying out. It was already on its decline. Maybe we wouldn't have these anti these uh, 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 antibiotic resistant viruses or bacteria showing up here in America if we didn't over medicate, over sanitize our children. If, if every time they got a sniffle, we didn't give them antibiotics. Maybe there wouldn't be an antibiotic-resistant drug. I can't even tell you how many times people just threw me antibiotics as I was growing up. And then we wonder why there's why there's a, a bacteria out there or, or a disease out there that is is unaffected by the by the antibiotics. The story has been updated. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The, 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 before I get in this, it says the story has been updated to say that Colorado's new vaccine requirements are rules issued by the state board of health. They must have said it was something else in the prior story or before they updated it. Basically, what this, uh, I, and I don't want to read this whole one. Uh, it's kind of lengthy, but it's it's talking about how Colorado is trying to make it and other states are trying to make it very hard to get a waiver, a vaccine waiver. How it's all, oh, is that thunder? Did you guys hear that? I think that was thunder. I might have a, a storm rolling in here. That was interesting. Uh, how uh, states are trying to make it harder for parents to, to to opt out of vaccinating their children. I just dropped my pen. Damn it. I got another one right there. Isn't that a good thing? Got to keep pens close. So if vaccines, you know, as we read in the last story, you're immune from catching the, the, the virus if you have the vaccine. And why worry so much? I'm going to have to read some of this because I, I remember reading through this. I wish I would have highlighted some of the main points because it, it, I don't want to read the, the fluff crap leading up to it. But here, I'll read the opening. When Jennifer Stella's two children were babies, she made sure they got all the usual vaccines. But when one started having seizures and the other developed eczema, after they'd gotten immunizations, the Vermont woman decided her kids would no longer get shots required to attend school. Stella, a co-founder of the Vermont Coalition for Vaccine Choice, is among growing numbers of parents who are opting out of childhood vaccinations because they're worried about their safety. Public health experts say the movement is leading to outbreaks of nearly eradicated dangerous diseases, such as measles and whooping cough, among clusters of unvaccinated kids. There again, we're, we're beginning with a lie. All states require children to get vaccinated to attend school, and immunization rates across the nation remain high. With, a 92% of, with, ni- with 92% of children between 19 months and 35 months getting the shots to protect against potentially deadly measles, mumps, and rubella. We're back on that. <clears throat> Kind of why I tagged these two together. But even a small number of unvaccinated people can undermine the immunity of the large population, which is leading public health officials and vaccine advocates 
to push for changes. Some want to educate parents about the risk of foregoing vaccines and fight what they say is misinformation about the risks posed by vaccines. Others have pushed lawmakers to eliminate exemptions from state vaccine requirements and sought to make it more difficult for families to qualify for the exemption that remain. After an outbreak of measles last year that was linked to Disneyland in California, state legislators there rolled back laws that allowed children to go without vaccines based on their parents' beliefs. Now children in California can only be exempt from vaccines if their doctor determines immunization to be unsafe for them. Time to leave California, my friends. Vermont eliminated its philosophical exemption in 2015, leaving only religious and medical exemptions, which religious is easy to get around, so you can still get it. You can only ask you so much information. In the last year, similar bills to eliminate philosophical or religious exemptions were proposed in at least seven states. Hawaii, New York, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Virginia, Washington, and Wisconsin. In nine states, Florida, Michigan, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Utah, and West Virginia. It sounds like I'm singing the song. Lawmakers introduced bills that would require that parents receive information about the risks of skipping vaccination before their children can be granted exemptions. This, the information would come from their doctor or local health department or through state-approved resources such as videos and online courses. Now, if they're going to require, if they're going to require somebody who doesn't want to vaccinate their child to see the other side, because obviously they've already studied the anti-vaccination movement and they don't want to vaccinate their child, shouldn't it be required of those that just want to pump their kids with vaccine to see the other side of the story so they can be uh, properly educated before they poison possibly their child. You know, that door is supposed to swing both ways, my friend. You can't just push what you want people to see and know and just kind of blow off. Yeah, I know. Discredited bullshit. It's been re uh, affirmed over and over again. Millions, if not billions, of dollars get paid. There is a problem. It's not going to affect everyone. Maybe we could focus on those being affected by it so we can figure out why they're affected by it. What's causing it? Is the, the rate that we're doing it at necessary? But the proposals have met strong resistance from groups such as the National Vaccine Information Center, which favors laws that allow parents to opt out of vaccinating their children based on personal, religious, or conscious belief. Conscience, yeah. I don't know, maybe I said that word wrong. The group's co-founder, Barbara Lowe Fisher, said parents should be able to decide whether their kids can be vaccinated. Many parents worry that vaccines cause illness, and permanent disabilities, she said. Although links between vaccines and autism have been discredited by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the government agency said no. They're okay. Put this in your kid. <laughs> Amy Fisher said eliminating exemptions would mean that unvaccinated children in many states wouldn't be able to attend school. 
We believe that it is a human right to be able to exercise consent, science, and C-O-N-S-C-I-E-N-T-I-O-U-S. Conscientious, tios, tios, I don't know, and religious beliefs in terms of protecting the children, Fisher said, and we believe the child has a right to an education. Fisher and other vaccine skeptics say diseases such as measles are bound to pop up, even in communities with high vaccine rates, which has happened. But public health officials point out that because these diseases are highly contagious, a large segment of the population needs to be vaccinated in order to protect those like children being treated for cancer who cannot get immunized for medical reasons. Again, this goes back to my, if it's 100%, unvaccinated, it's none of it makes sense. It just doesn't add up. As the number of unvaccinated children grow, so does the risk of an outbreak, said Dr. Patricia Quinlisk, the state epidemiologist for Iowa. This is not an individual decision. This is a decision that affects the whole community. A growing number of uh, of Iowa families are choosing not to vaccinate their children under a religious exemption law. The number of children in kindergarten through 12th grade who skipped vaccination for religious reasons jumped to 6,737, a 13% increase from last year to this school year. The exemptions tend to occur in communities where parents share opinion about vaccine safety or hold similar religious beliefs, and there's not much the state can do to challenge parents' decisions. Now, of course, people are going to uh, congregate like that. And that's a good thing. That the, see, they don't want us communicating with each other. They don't want us talking. They don't want us sharing information. <laughs> they, they don't want. Oh, it's downpouring on I-4. Okay. Thanks, uh, thanks high-speed chicken. You're not high-speed right now, are you? I heard thunder, so it might be rolling this way. They don't want us communicating and talking to each other, sharing ideas, sharing beliefs. They want to tell us what our ideas and our beliefs are. And they're doing a good job at it. It goes back to the, the Memorial Day clip we played. Now, see, that was thunder that time. Yeah, i am definitely got a storm rolling in. It's coming. I see some chat over here. Let me go over to the chat room. So the unvaxxed are the only ones to be concerned. Well, you would think that, you know, since the first article I read there, Daddy, uh, said that you're immune if you had the, the vaccine, then the unvaccinated ones should be the only ones to be concerned. Now, if I um, if I know my son is sick, I, A, try not to take him outside try to keep him in the house settled which again my unvaccinated child barely ever gets sick if he ever gets sick i mean i think we've gone over a year without one fever or one problem maybe a stomach ache here and there it's probably from eating stupid food about an outbreak well again that's what i'm saying jeff you would think they would be the only ones concerned because vaccines are you know the first story said you're 100 you're immune from getting measles mumps or rubella rubella Although, again, 
and I think it states in this this story here that I'm not reading anymore, um, that the Disney outbreak was 40... Hold on, let me scan through real fast, see if I can find the quote. All right. Recent uh, disease outbreaks have drawn attention to the growing debate over whether to vaccinate. In the Disneyland case, 45% of the California residents who got sick were unvaccinated. That means 55% of the people that got sick were vaccinated, which would tell me that a majority of the outbreak went to the vaccinated people. I mean, that's really... They say it right here in this article. Other states have seen their own whooping cough outbreaks, which shuttered uh, schools and child care facilities. One of those states is Colorado, which has the lowest vaccination rate in the state in the whole entire country. Less than 87% of Colorado kindergartens are vaccinated against MMR, the lowest rate in the country for vaccines, according to CDC. In Mississippi, where there are no religious or philosophical vaccine exemptions, almost 100% of children or kindergarten children have received the MMR. Um, just for the record, Mississippi ain't really the smartest state. Just saying. If you live in Mississippi, I'm sorry. But, you know, you got a 100% vaccine rate. Y'all ain't that smart. Maybe that tells you something. Just saying. I, I probably just pissed off a whole bunch of people. I'm sure I did. It's okay. I don't mind. Interesting. Uh, let's get a little bit of time left here. Let's do some, some cop bashing for a while. You know, we always got to hit the cop bashing. Off-duty Boston police officer chases down an attacks pedestrian in road rage incident. incident. So this guy chases down this this pedestrian that was walking across the street tackles him on the ground refuses to show his badge and says he doesn't have it on him at the time and until other cops actually arrive you can't nobody knows who this guy is and you see him throwing around this 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 kind of nerdy looking i mean let's be honest guy's nerdy looking but hello and and you know what it's all over it's all over this guy was in a crosswalk with the right of way, it sounds like. And the cop almost hit him. So the dude tapped on his window with his umbrella. Imagine that, a cop going into rage. Now, that would never happen. An off-duty police officer was caught on video Tuesday in the middle of a, a road rage attack on a pedestrian he chased down. The video has prompted the Boston Police Department's notorious, ineffective, and unhelpful Internal Affairs Division to open an investigation. The video begins with the pedestrian lying on the sidewalk while the police officer forces his knee on the man's back and screams at him while thrusting his index finger in the man's face. The police officer was wearing a red Sox jersey, driving an unmarked car, and repeatedly refused to identify himself throughout the video, even saying that he did not have his badge on him. Now, if you are a cop, you better have your badge on you or don't try to act like a cop. Sorry. Because you manhandle me and I'm carrying and you don't have your badge on you and you can't show me your, your, your identification, I may pull my weapon to, to protect myself. Then what? 
Now, of course, this is in Boston. I'm probably sure most civilians don't carry weapons in Boston. I don't know. I don't live in Boston. I don't know what their gun laws are. It's unclear that the attacker is actually a police officer until several minutes into the video when he calls for backup, which soon soon arrives. The Boston Police Department still has not released his name to the public and redacted his name from the police report it released to the media. However, his license plate number is visible in the video. After the initial attack, the cop yells at the victim to get up, then begins dragging him by his shirt collar. You're under arrest right now, says the cop. The officer drags the man to his car, then pushes him against it while continuing to pull the man's collar. The video was shot by Steve How- Steve Harrelow, a witness who who follows the officer and pedestrian, asking about the pedestrian's well-being. The pedestrian tells Harold that he was walking in a crosswalk when the officer cut him off. He tapped on the officer's car window using his umbrella. Then the officer got out and chased him down. Harlow says at one point that prior to the video, the officer tackled the pedestrian and hit his head on the ground. According to a police report about the incident, the unidentified officer alleged that the pedestrian crossed the street against the light, although police have yet to substantiate this allegation. Ooh. I just had a little flicker, guys, so if, if you lose me, you'll know why. A little flicker there are the lights. Surprised I didn't lose internet there. It may happen. Just be aware. If that happens, I'll talk to you. Yeah, I... I Outclassed. I heard that story today. I haven't read on it yet. Um, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. Uh, in the video, the officer places a phone call, and soon a number of uniformed police officers show up. While on the phone, the officer falsely tells police that the pedestrian hit his window so hard that it was cracked, that he cracked it. However, Harold, who shows the marked... The mark the officer claimed was cracked in the video says is a smudge. Uh, I'm about an hour and a half south of Tampa. Uh, the police report confirms that the mark was large vertical stretch that was able to be wiped from the surface of the glass, but makes no mention of the officer's false claim. Now, think of this. Pedestrian taps on your car window. You chase him down and tackle him on the ground and tell him he's under arrest. Who do you think getting charged? Well, there you have it. The storm got me. It rolled in and knocked out my power, my cable, my internet, and knocked everything out. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Be safe. Be human. I love you guys. Peace out. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense of weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns Don't be afraid of mistakes Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get through in this world Always trying to prove that we're worth What it takes But it takes a long time the dirt to see grace when I'm trying to be real they tend to be fake when I'm risking it all with no time to waste fuck this rat race 
I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow of the unknown Please don't go And I don't know how I got here Or how I'm getting home But right from day one I've been in this alone With arms stacked against I've been drowning in stress they said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left. An old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back. Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death. This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life. Now's time to connect. It's an SOS, the death's been sent. So now we just wait. With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the guys so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity Forget about your morals Hell a good story is time well borrowed And staring at 
in your local got these big wheels spinning Riding up the block, highest click, got the speakers Time to live up the spot, we add a value to a stock Grab it to rock, got the new sound So it's time to let it drop 90 plus degrees in the city, no breeze The crew well designed just to give you what you need It's summertime loving, just to get you bugging Out at a barbecue or even out clubbing, come on All the kids on the block in the music's hip hop and the party's not stopping. Backyard's got plenty of food. Chicks dipping in the pool, pops on the barbecue. We're gonna let mom yell for a minute or two. Cause there's no playing ball in the dining room. And it's summertime, yo, the vibe is great. So put your cups in the air, time to celebrate. Summertime, I hope we all get laid Down on the corner where the radio plays It's summertime 